operation of the machine becomes so odious, makes you so sick at heart that you can't take part. You can't even passively take part. And you've got to put your bodies upon the gears and upon the wheels, upon the levers, upon all the apparatus, and you've got to make it stop. back and better than ever as always by my side steven that's me i'm rock and on this podcast we are going to be doing dc comics that's right as we're trying to separate things make things a little bit easier on everybody mm-hmm. listen to the podcast this podcast we've got three dc comics in store for us steven right um one big one um well Two big ones, I guess. Batman Indeed. and um, yeah, and another one that um, look curveball, a little curveball. Steven yes. did not see this one coming. No, and first we're doing indie, com- well, indie comics. First we're doing small indie. press comics, and <laughs> then I throw Future Quest, the Herculoids, at you. You just don't know what's going on this week, did you? No, you're I, so confused. I, I was, and I was confused the entire time. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> uh, yes, in this podcast, even we are going to be tackling Action Comics 1000, Batman number 45, mm-hmm. and Future Quest presents The Herculoids number 9. Yeah, baby. Yeah. Kid, is, is that the one with the Space Phantom? Yeah. Space Ghost. Space Ghost, that's right. My bad. Come on now, Steve. Uh, no, Space Ghost is not. Space, Space Ghost is not in this comic. He book. is not. He is not. No, 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 sir. <sighs> All right, my so friend. She's depressed me. No, you were so sad. <laughs> uh, let's see. Let's start off with Action Comics 1000, shall we? Let's just get the big one, the 80-page giant out of the way first, all right? I know this right. is the one you're excited to, to oh, review. Oh, yeah. This, I was so excited, I actually went and bought it in physical form. It's crazy. Yeah. It's just crazy. This, this is going to be interesting. Steven is a massive Superman fan. Yes. And I'm not so much. No, he's, but but it's okay. It's he's a, a bum. It's, it's okay. okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. I do like how you got a bunch of different covers mimicking the various eras of Superman and DC Comics. From you know when they had the old uh, National Comics DC right. logo <laughs> to the old '80s one to the '90s one to the hideous looking one. Oh, we got sued by DC Shoes. Um, yeah. Logo. So anyhow, so essentially, uh, Stephen, you know, we're gonna kind of just gloss over this because this is, this is, it's an anthology issue, mm-hmm. and of course, you get multiple short stories by mm-hmm. different creative teams, right? And so I figure we'll just, uh, you know, we'll there's just... really three big ones. There's yeah. one by because there's two outgoing teams. Yep. And then there's the incoming team. That's right. I mean, I figure we could probably say what our favorite one was. Out of this collection, and then maybe just talk about Superman. Oh, I like talking about Superman. Christ, this sounds terrible. Let's go back to indie comics. No. <laughs> okay, sorry. Uh, the first <laughs> Stephen's so crushed right now. <laughs> the first, uh, the first story uh, is uh, one by Dan Jurgens, mm-hmm. being the writer and the artist, and Norm Ratman doing the inks and Hi-Fi doing the colors. And essentially, all it is is uh, Superman battling some cons, and then he comes back to Earth. They're having a big Superman Appreciation Day in Metropolis, and he does not want to be there. <laughs> he does not want to be there at all. And Lois has arranged for the Justice League to handle the cons 
right. while Superman can focus on this little we love you, Superman, thank you for everything you've done for mm-hmm. us, party at Metropolis. And essentially it's just character after character of regular Metropolis people talking about how much Superman has meant to them, how he's influenced them, and blah, 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 blah. Right. That's the point of this story. Mm-hmm. Uh, I hope I did it justice. Uh, yeah, pretty much. It's a... Um, the, the, the twist is that the... That the uh, Wonder Woman and Batman use the the Martian Manhunter to hot to uh, deflect Superman's uh, vision and hearing because yeah. there was a, more of the of the uh, I don't know if it's Coons or the Coons attack the was Kund bigger than you thought was bigger than he thought yes. but Lois was like no he needs to be here so y'all handle it <laughs> exactly but you know is my is my kind of woman I appreciate that yep she wants her man to get some appreciation yes. And she, and she wants to force him to enjoy it, which Superman does not like that. True. And and then, of course, at the end, we see like people talking about him. One of them was a criminal right. who got his life turned around. And then the, the layer is pulled back, and we see that it's a whole bunch of heroes and two um, very oddball people in there. But they yeah. are there to celebrate yeah. Superman. That was, yeah. I yeah, look, Steven, yeah, I, I mean, know. the I collection of heroes, and in this collection of heroes... Mm-hmm. Is Harley Quinn right? Come on, and even worse yeah. than that one, even worse than Harley Quinn is Deathstroke, Deathstroke. the Terminator. Yeah, come yeah. on. I know this I know. was horrible. <laughs> I mean, just ugh. Uh, and just yeah. groan inducing. Mm. No reason for those two characters to. Ever be there? I know it makes you wonder. I and I don't think it's a miscommunication between the writer and the artist because it's the same dude. Yeah, Dan Jurgens wrote it and he drew it. There's no miscommunication mm-hmm. there. Yeah, and I love Dan Jurgens. He's my boy. Yeah. I have loved Dan Jurgens since forever. Okay, <laughs> I mean seriously, I've always loved Jurgens. He's awesome. Come on, bro. Yeah, I know. That just killed me. I mean, the story's fine. Whatever. It's it's just for me. It was just a generic story. It, it didn't. Mm-hmm. I, I didn't like it. I didn't dislike it. It was kind of like eating vanilla pudding. It was kind of like Superman himself. Oh! <laughs> oh no! Steven's so angry. I, I mean, it would have been interesting, Stephen, if Superman actually uh, uh, slayed something that would be uh, fused with an actual personality in this in this story. <laughs> I've had discussions with Beige Walls that had more personality than Superman in this story. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> I wish we had a video of this. <laughs> mm. <laughs> that was my take on the story. Did you like it? I did. Yeah. Okay, cool. That's good. That's good. It hit all the beats for you <laughs> that you like about Superman, right? Yes, it okay. did. I, in, a, in a weird way, like um, I guess if we talk about favorite Superman stories, mine is the uh, for the man who has everything. Yes. Which which is all about the sacrifice of being Superman. Correct. And this kind of just says, you know, maybe Superman actually likes being Superman. He doesn't right. like getting all the appreciation because it makes him feel uncomfortable. Yes. And which is a personality trait, sir. <laughs> um, but no, I mean, it's it's one of those. I wasn't expecting high art from any of these stories. Like, no, it's an anniversary. No, it's, it's, yeah. it's to say, oh, Superman, right. we love you. Yep. And, and talk about his 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 impact in history and his his defining yeah things. his accomplishments sure. and all that. So you know, I I 
I thought it did a good job. How would you grade out this story? Me. The story, ooh, I'd give it straight sevens. I'd, I, the art would have gotten higher, but I, why did they put yeah, Deathstroke right. and Harley Quinn Rawr. in there? That I did, I did not appreciate that. But it's like there's not two other characters you couldn't have put in there. No, seriously, you couldn't have put the ambush bug in there. I know that'd have been better. Now, <laughs> it was, it was fun. It was a nice little little opener, and it's it's Jurgens is goodbye to yep. action comics. So fair enough, my friend. Yeah. I would give this, uh, the story, I'll give it five night girls out of ten. <laughs> <laughs> give it zero night girls. <laughs> watch. Next year when Detective Comics 1000 comes out, they'll have a story just like this. Dude, it was awesome. It was Batman did this and that. It was so cool. <laughs> That's so true, though. <laughs> it's so true, though. Um <laughs> At least I admit it's true. Um, nah, yeah. I'll, I'll do the same thing. <laughs> I will give the art, though. Huge fan of Dan Jurgens' art. Always have. Love yeah. it, love it, love it. Eight narcos out of ten. All right. Mm-hmm. The next story is uh, written by... Well, uh, the Tomasi team and Gleason. The yes, thank you very much. No, I think uh, it's actually just written by Tomasi it and is. art by Gleason. Yep. Yeah. Story by Tomasi, uh, Peter Tomasi and Patrick Gleason does the arts. Alejandra Sanchez doing the colors. And this is kind of neat. It's, it's one page splash shot mm-hmm. every page right. and it just it, he's fighting vandal savage and it just takes you through every era of superman from right. when he first appeared with his original costume mm-hmm. uh from world war ii superman to 1950s superman to 1960s superman to 1970s superman to 80s to so when dark he died knight returns, superman, yeah, yeah dark knight returns superman he, and then to 1990s superman to <laughs> the superman mullet with, the, with the mullet and the black <laughs> costume superman um so you it, to kingdom come superman mm-hmm. all the way to present day superman after the new 52 right and it's just it's just it's just a, a, a vandal savage is his you know immortal and has been around since the dawn of time so yeah. it's a way and it's a way to try to Show the various versions of Superman throughout history. Mm-hmm. That's essentially long short of it. It is what it is. It's not right. again. It's not really much of a story. It's kind of hard to give it a grade. It's not really much of a story. I mean, it's fine. It is right. what it is. It's a lot of very very pretty images. Yep. And of course, I love at the end where um, Superman is telling the story to uh, Lois and John. Yep. His son. And, and crypto. And crypto. That's right. Yep. Yep. And his son just basically says, "Okay, well that's cool, but can I have the cake now?" Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> so thumbs up. How would you grade out this one? Like you said, it's not much of a no. It's, it's not. not much of a story, no. but I think they knew that it was the the one thing that really got me was seeing the little the little caption near the bottom after the the artists and writers like um it, the pleasure was all ours. Yes, very classy. Like, uh, Tomasi's a classy guy. Yeah, he is. I mean, this, this story is not. I feel like I can't even assign a grade because there isn't one. Yeah. But it's um, a cool concept. I, I it's, yeah, it's it's a, they had a certain number of pages yep. and they said, you know what. Why not? Um, I did appreciate if this is their way of saying that, you know, these things somewhere actually happen. I like seeing Superboy, Connor Kent. Amen, brother. I hope that that's a sign that he's going to come back. Uh, it would be cool, wouldn't it? Yeah, so um, I'll just say uh, great. Houses. I mean, I guess the writing, there's, I'll give it a six because there's some little bits in there that yes. are kind of that are kind of interesting. Absolutely. And the, the art, I love Patrick Gleason's art. Yep. Um, and these are like... I want to hang some of these up on my wall, like the old school Superman holding yes. back the, the train. Yes. So I'd give that a nine. I yes. love that stuff. Yes, 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 yes. I agree. I will give the writing five night girls out of ten. Again, it's not really fair. It's not a story per sure. se. Mm-hmm. The art, I'm with you, nine voluptuous, mm-hmm. juicy night girls out of ten. Yeah. The next one is written by my boy Marv Wolfman. Mm-hmm. Woo-hoo! 
the art by the Curtis, the hands down greatest Superman artist mm-hmm. there has ever been. Period. Bar none. I don't care who else you're gonna mention because <laughs> you're gonna be wrong. Yeah, it's Kurt Swan. And the story. Yep, and this is an interesting fact. These, this is from recycled pages of yes. Kurt Swan. Isn't that cool? Yeah. It's oh, yeah. so cool how they did that. Uh, the inks on some of the pages are Butch uh, uh, Geis, and uh, on some of the other pages, it's Kurt uh, Schaffenberger, mm. and the colors by Hi-Fi. But I really like how they repurposed Kurt Swan artwork. Yeah. Very cool. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's, 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 it's really neat. Um, again, again, there's no real... There's there's no real story. Steven, no, it's and it's. I'm not even gonna go. It's just. Yeah, it's more of a highlight on the the people of Metropolis. Yeah, they it's the the Superman who is in awe of the people, as opposed to the people being himself. in awe of him. Yeah. Yes. Agreed. I Which totally I mean is kind of a kind of an essential part of Superman. Absolutely, he's in all the people, the everyday, the police, the. Mm-hmm. Uh, just that your everyday citizen there. He's in all of them. Right. Which and I cool. mean, if anybody gets that, it's Marv Wolfman. He's just. Yep. He's just the best. He is. Marv Wolfman. I mean, you can't complain <laughs> about that. I love the beautiful splash shot that they end it with, the one-page splash shot. And it just ends. It says, for Kurt, really touching. Right. Great. Again, how would you grade this one? Probably give, I mean, the art, oh, so good. Yes. I'd, I'd, give, I'd give that a nine again, because you're right. There's nobody better at nope. drawing Superman. Because I feel like with Superman, like too many people try to adhere to the, you know, the, the Donner Superman. So it has to look like Christopher Reed. This is just like, that's Superman. That's Superman. That's so cool. Absolutely. The, I mean, the story, the the story yeah. in there is kind it's kind of rushed because apparently there's a thing with Brainiac going on. But I do right. like I do like the idea, mm-hmm. and it's a nice way to sell that part of Superman. So I'd give it a six, yep. as opposed to just a five. I would totally agree. I'm gonna go six night girls on ten for the story as well. I mean, they gave him five pages. They didn't give him a lot to work with for crying mm-hmm. out loud. Right. And the artwork, I will go uh, nine night girls out of ten because Kurt Swan. It's yeah. <laughs> automatic. That's right. The next story is brought to us by my boy Paul Levitz. Woo! I mean, man, I'm like in heaven over here, Stephen. <laughs> I'm in heaven. Paul Levitz and Neil Adams. What are you yep. just trying to? Get, are you just trolling for a really good score for me? Because that'll work. <laughs> yeah. Um, and the colors by Hi-Fi, mm-hmm. and this one just retells the relationship between Lex Luthor and Superman. They're rivals, but Superman's here to try to find a common ground, a human moment. He brings like a chess thing, chessboard with him. They mm-hmm. play chess with each other. Of course, you know, Lex Luthor being Lex Luthor, he starts to lose in the chess game mm-hmm. and attacks Yeah, <laughs> Superman with some green kryptonite chains that pop out of nowhere. Superman breaks free. And he's like, look, I didn't come here. I, I knew you were going to try some shenanigans. So I got this <laughs> little gift from Scott Free, Mr. Miracle, yep. that uh, shield, it, it cancels out uh, the Krypton, uh, kryptonite radiation for a couple mm-hmm. of minutes that enabled him to break the chains. Lex Luthor's like, oh, this isn't the end Superman. Next one is mine. This one is a very 1970s Superman through and through. It's a 1970s oh, yeah. Lex Luthor, 1970s Superman, 1970s Bronze Age themed storyline. Right. And that makes sense given that it's Paul Levitz and Neil yeah, Adams, two yep. icons from the Bronze Age. So mm-hmm. I get it. I like it. Yeah. How'd you, well, Even the uh, the reference to Scott Free, the, yep. the time when that was mm-hmm. a big deal. Absolutely. Um, I really like, I like this one as well. Um <laughs> Uh, maybe I think Bronze Age Superman, like the the classic. Oh, I you know, I love. Well, he's the Age. classic classic Superman. I love Bronze so. Age Superman. He's my favorite. Yeah, and he's um, and I like this. I love 
I mean, I love I love Lex Luthor almost in all of his forms, as long as he's, oh yeah, you know, super smart and uh, sure. kind of a dick. Yes, but um, so yeah, this is a lot of fun to read. I did like it. I love I love Neil Adams' art. Yes. Um, oh God, yes. And Paul Levitz is just one of those like you can't you can't find anybody better than Paul Levitz on nope. most everything. Mm-hmm. So I'd give the I'd give it uh I'd give the story a seven and the art a nine. Yeah, man. I'm going to go... Damn it, Stephen. I'm going to give the uh, story seven and the art nine night girls out of ten as well. I just... I I like... I just... I think for me, Bronze Age Superman is the best Superman. I Mm -hmm. think with Superman, because he's such a dorky character (laughs) that... And I don't mean that in a bad way. I'm not... I'm not not being negative. It's just that... Yeah, I, I mean, that is kind of the character. He plays better mm-hmm. in a more Bronze Age story where things are you don't don't explain things. Yeah, just, yeah, just weird, weird, wacky weird stuff, weird, happens. wacky science, weird, wacky technology, weird, wacky everything. Just mm-hmm. I mean, these green chains come out of nowhere. It's I mean, they just <laughs> pop out of the floor. Like, just 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 don't. I think he works best with the Bronze Age setting of wacky stories. Mm-hmm. And he can just be him being the, the classic straight man, straight man yeah. that works better in this setting mm-hmm. of the wackiness yeah. versus when you try to put him in modern comic books, he feels more anachronistic. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So I like him in this setting. I would just do this. It's fine. He is what he is. It's great. Right. And the art, it's Neil Adams, man. It's mm-hmm. Neil fucking Adams. He's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> if you don't like nice. Neil Adams, you need to just rethink your life. <laughs> <laughs> the next one is brought to us by Jeff Johns and Richard Donner doing the stories and mm-hmm. Olivier Coppel. Is that how you pronounce his name? Co- I have Co- no clue. I, th- I always thought it was Coipel. Coipel? Coipel? Whatever. You know who I'm talking about. Yeah. And this is the old school 1940s Superman. Mm-hmm. And it's uh, actually he, he he's nineteen late nineteen thirty Superman because it's the right. it's the it's, it's the it's the crashed car, car from, from the, the iconic action comics number, number one, one cover, yep. and it's the driver of the car and he's at the auto shop and he's basically he's a bit of a a bit of a heel mm-hmm. he's he's not a not a good guy no. and a bit of a a, a loser career criminal mm-hmm. and Superman pretty much is like uh, visits him at the junkyard. It gives him the whole like, man, you know, you've been a career loser your whole life. You can, uh, you can either fix it or you can junk it. Kind of like, and kind of like uh, talking about the car because he's because right. ta- the the uh, butch was talking to the owner. Mm-hmm. I mean, t- talking to the mechanic, saying, "Do, do yeah, I trash yeah. it? Do I fix it? What do I do?" Yeah. And Superman here making an analogy to his life, fix mm-hmm. it or trash it. He flies off. Butch thinks about it, and then we cut him back in, you know, Brooklyn in the late 30s. He's fixed the car, mm-hmm. and he's opening up a fire hydrant for the kids to play in. He's, he's fixing his life as well. Right. There you go. Super, so, it's, again, it's Superman, the inspiration. Mm-hmm. Old school Superman from the late 30s. Old school. What do you think? Again, you're only getting... Uh, you're only getting it's, a it's five pages. pages. So, yeah, it's I mean, five again, pages. it's five pages. In terms of, like, in, inspiring Superman, I feel like very few people do it as well as Richard Donner does. Yep. So I really, I really liked it. I mean, there's the, the fact that it's you know, nineteen late nineteen thirty Superman. It, mm-hmm. it makes sense to like the oh well, what did you hit like an elephant or something? So because nobody knows who, that Superman, of course, right? And um, and I, 
I really love the art as on oh, this as well. Cropiel's art is fantastic. Yeah, and it's because oh, it's it, gorgeous. It has that kind of you know Rust Belt Great Depression kind of feel yes, to it. Yes, it does. But God, it really does. It's like because it's all like kind of oh. kind of brownish and dark in the shop. Yeah. And then Superman shows up, and it's all it's great. bright and colorful, and it's oh, it's awesome. It's it's really good. And so you know, I. I mean, there's a lot of there's a lot of the inspire inspiring Superman here, but yep. I mean, like I said, very it it I think Jeff Johns and Richard Donner do a good job selling that. Without, I mean, it's going to be corny. Anytime yep. somebody in a comic tells somebody to fix their life, yeah. it's kind of corny. Yeah, sure, but I think they do it pretty well here. So, and of course, you know the metaphor metaphor for the car, of course. Of course, <laughs> if you didn't get it, you didn't get it, right? Get it. I do kind of wish I could see uh, Koyfield's uh, him holding the car yeah. and smashing it, but you yeah, know it's, it's whatever. So I'd give it, I'd give it a, a seven and a nine again. They are just I think they killed it on the art. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I'll go story just a little bit lower. You'll go six night girls out of ten. Okay. I mean, yeah. again, it's only five pages. I mean, come on. Yeah, it's hard it's to un- judge. It is. Yeah, uh, the art though is stunning. Koyfield's art is. Gorgeous! Mm-hmm. I love it. I love it, and I love the late 1930s Superman. He's even got like the old gladiator, yep, the gladiator style <laughs> sandal boots. Yep, you know, just awesome looking. It's just so be- the art is stunningly beautiful. Yeah, I'll give it nine, nine night girls out of ten. Yep, and then we get the next story is brought to us by Scott Snyder, mm-hmm. Raphael Albuquerque doing the art, mm-hmm. and it's just uh, Superman visiting the Smallville Planetarium, and mm-hmm. this Lex Luthor reminds me of the Lex Luthor from the Smallville TV show. Yes. Correct? Mm-hmm. I'm not wrong in that vibe? No, you're okay. not wrong in that one. Clearly younger, clearly like the Lex Luthor from the Smallville TV show. Mm-hmm. But, uh, the Superman is regular adult Superman. Yes. And it's just talking about watching space. And it it's revealed that Lex Luthor has this... Um, device that allows him to kind of peer into the past and he has the possibility of severing a certain like yep a part of the timeline or something like that and of course he's talking about when he was a young a young kid and about stuff and all that and you know superman is just kind of like what what do you want <laughs> right what's going on here and of course we see that uh, in one of the experiments luther was talking about he was partnered up with a young clark kent Yes. Who, who comes in and um, he's looks like he's doing something with his heat vision to the um, to the telescope yeah. we're working on, but that's I, th- you know, and it, it's kind of it kind of ends there. But I think it's a nice little nod to the um, wasn't it was John Byrne the one that established that they knew each other as kids? Yep. Or so it's kind of a it's kind of a nod to that. I mean, I like the way Scott Snyder writes Lex Luthor. He has that kind of, I don't want to say like overdramatic vibe to him. But yes. I mean, I feel like Lex Luthor kind of needs that. Cause I agree. He has that kind of feel of himself. I agree. And it's just kind of nice to see that brought back to ex- explore that part of their relationship. Yep. Still, I still kind of liked it overall. It was yep. fine. It's it was fine. just another it five pages. Again, yeah. five pages, what are you going to do? Yeah. It's fine. How would you grade it? I'd give the, the story a six, and I'd give the... Art not as strong as the others. No, so no. Yeah, I'll give no. that. I'll get. I'll just give it straight sixes. Yeah, I will go story six night girls out of ten. I'll give the art five night girls five night girls out of ten. Right. I mean, Albuquerque is a good artist. This is, but he's yeah. not a Superman artist. No, it's the wrong style of art. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> then the next story is Tom King doing the words Clay Man doing the art, and it's <clears throat> basically just Superman giving a eulogy to uh, Jonathan and Martha Kent. Mm-hmm. 
That's it. Again. Yeah. At the, at the end of the world, it's his final time visiting their grave, and he leaves them a little, a little statue. Yep. Um, and it's five pages. It's just there yeah. to tell you the impact that Jonathan and Martha Kent had on his life. Right. That's it's, all. Ironically, weirdly, the only story that really mentions them. Yeah, isn't that kind of strange? Yeah. But, I mean, I... I suppose if they're going to include them, then, you know, it might as well be, well, this is the last time I'm going to yeah. come see you. I want, you know, I wish you could see John. And yeah. I mean, there's some part, like, if you think about it, like anybody who may have ever lost a parent, it'd probably yeah. really get to you. I was like, oh, I know. And I really like the art because like the world is like crumbling around yep. Superman while he's talking. So it does look cool. Yeah. It has some really cool visuals. Mm-hmm. I, I thought it was, I thought it was good. I liked it. And there's a lot of. I just love that art, man. Yep. Art looks great. So good. So yeah, if I were to grade that, I'd give it a seven, and the art, I'd give an eight. I agree. I'll go story a little lower than you. I'll go six right. night girls out of ten. Mm-hmm. Again, it, not much there. Yeah. And the art, though, it's great. I'll go eight night girls out of ten for the artwork. Right. <laughs> and then the next story we get is Louis Simonson doing the words and Jerry Ordway, Ordway doing the art. Love me some Jerry Ordway. He's just awesome. Yeah. He's so cool. And this is more of a uh, classic 1980s Superman mm-hmm. doing his thing. Just racing around Metropolis, saving people. And you, this this one is centered more on his relationship to the Daily Planet mm-hmm. and Jimmy Olsen and Perry White. So that's the point of this story is to give you a little insight to his relationship with the Daily Planet. Right. Right. And so <laughs> and that's, that's the long short of it. I mean, there's, yeah, not, there's not a lot here. No. It was funny because reading this, it kind of it kind of gave me like a, a Spider-Man vibe. Like, oh, I've got to yes. do this thing. But, oh, I got to go be a superhero. Yep. And he doesn't, comes back and finishes it. And of course, just as he finishes it, what are you writing that for? Superman just saved all these people. <laughs> Which yep. gave me a good chuckle. I agree. Jerry and Jerry Ordway, of course. Oh, he's you awesome. Said it, you said it. So. Hell yeah. A story, I, I give that a seven. I do like this kind of Superman, like where he's yep. trying to juggle both. Totally and then, agree. Um, and the art, nine. Yes. Agreed. Love it. Agreed. I will go the story, seven I calls out of ten, the art, nine. Out of ten, it's Jerry Ordway. He's he's gonna get an art. He's gonna get an eye from me. He's an yeah. icon. All right, Stephen. My God, we're almost at the end of this issue. <laughs> this... Yes, hey, I, I just I just <laughs> suggested doing the three <laughs> big ones. But there's so many different ones, though. I know. Uh, this one, the next story, actually is brought to us by Paul Dini. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, that's my boy. Yep. And the pencils by Jose Luis Garcia Lopez. Inks mm-hmm. by Kevin Nowlin. Let me tell you what, Garcia Lopez, my kind of yeah. artist, Stephen. As my kind of artist. Yeah. He kills it. Mm-hmm. He just freaking kills the art. It looks <laughs> awesome. Yeah. And this one's told uh, about Mr. Mixelplix, how he's created this, like, a Disney World kind of ride right. of Superman's origin from Smallville to Earth to becoming Superman to the Justice League and all of his villains. But he can't quite nail the ending to the ride. Right. And Jispy uh, is... is Right is his. Oh, another... That's his girlfriend. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she's she's the host of the ride. Right, and he confides in her. You just can't stick the ending to this. And she's like, "Oh, baby, I love you. You're awesome. You know. Yeah. You know. You just. I think it's just you don't want to end the story because you know you you could will Superman out of existence with your magic powers right now if you wanted to, but you don't because it you it it it, it helps you it's be a, you. Yeah, and it's a, it's the challenge. Of that's it, yeah. right. And then it ends with Thunderbolt, the evil Thunderbolt. Mm-hmm. I don't think that's a good Thunderbolt. I think that's the evil one. Oh, um, um, I'm trying to remember. I remember when Morrison did it, the yeah, pink one was the Johnny right. Thunder's Thunderbolt. And then but, Batmite, yeah. and then I, I can't remember the name of the little orange antenna dude. Uh, I can't blank. either. Shoot, I, I recognize him. I just can't remember his name. Yeah. yeah little mystical characters. Mm-hmm. 
appearing at the very end. <laughs> and it's funny because uh, Batmite says, let's pilot it to the Batcave. Yes. Which means we probably know what Deanie's going to do for Detective Comics 1000. <laughs> it's happening. Uh, what'd you think? Um, I thought this was really was really cute. I love this. It's <laughs> it's because at first we don't know that it's it's mis- that you know it's gonna end with Superman dying. It's Mister Mrs. Mrs. Pilot. So you know, seeing like little kids like, wow, can I touch that? Yeah. That's so cool. It's yes. like it's it feels like you're seeing a roller coaster happen. It, and um, instead of Disneyland, it's called Action Land. Right. <laughs> I mean, it's just perfect. It's just perfect. It's. You know, it's really all about the the art, which is so good. God, it's gorgeous. I th- honestly, I think that oh. might be my favorite out of all of. Them. Oh, this is yeah. my favorite art of, of of all the great art, and there's some great yeah. art in this issue. Mm-hmm. This is the this best is the, art. Yeah, this is it. And and you know, it is kind of a a, a you know a nice little a cute little nod to um <laughs> one of Superman's weirder enemies. Oh, absolutely. Sure. Yeah, and just uh you know. You just you just like the guy. Absolutely. You know, right. you don't Absolutely. kill him because you like him. Right. It's like, well, it makes sense. It's yeah. Mr. Mixes felt like. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, I love this as well. I loved it as well. What, how would you grade it? Just for pure enjoyment factor, I'd give I'd give the story uh You know what? I'm just gonna I'm gonna give it an eight. I really liked yes. it. It was a lot of fun. Yep. And uh the art, I'm gonna give it a ten. Yes. So good. You and I are gonna be a lockstep together, my friend. Eight yeah. necrolls out of ten for the story. It's a fun, fun story. Yes. And the art. Jose Luis Garcia Lopez, gorgeous. Yeah. He gets the perfect ten nightgirls out of ten. Mm-hmm. He does. Yeah, I I want to He's see got that nice oh. iconic Superman. But yes. then they kind of split it, and it's so it looks so good he, all around. It just looks great. He needs more work, Stephen. Yes, he does. I want to see him on more titles. Please, please give him more work. God. <laughs> all right. The next story is brought to us Brad Meltzer and the art by John Cassidy. God, I haven't seen John Cassidy's art in a long time, yeah. Stephen. Long time. Lord Martin doing the colors. It's just a, it's just Superman racing to save this woman from getting shot in the head by a guy who is holding uh, her hostage. Holding yeah. her hostage at like you know a bank robbery or something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's because it, it's it's him narrating. He doesn't think that he's gonna be fast enough, but she does something that buys her a little more time, and of course. That's all the time he needs yep. to bust in and save the day. Yeah, so um, is what it is. Yeah, I've al- I've always liked Brad Meltzer writing Superman. Yep. So he's and and I love at the end where he uh, he talks to the woman and then Lois calls him and she and he he tells her basically what happened. She said, "You met a good one today, didn't you?" He's like, "How can you tell?" <laughs> exactly, exactly. And um and so that's that's another very classic kind of Superman. Like, Absolutely. oh, I always meet great ones every day. And, and they call this, and it's dedicated to Christopher Reeve, right? And John Cat, I love John Cassidy as yep. an artist. So great that, artist. This is really good. Um, that that shot of him bursting through is fantastic. Is so awesome, fantastic. And I'm, I'm, we haven't brought this up, but he, yes, he is wearing the trunks. He is in all in of all these. All of the stories. And it, I have to say. Makes the costume so much better. It does. It does. It does. The costume is way too monochromatic without the trunks. Right. Way too monochromatic. And it doesn't have that. It's not like a light blue. It's like that kind of sort of darkish blue that yep. contrasts with the red. Yep. Adding the yellow just makes it pop more. I just I have Completely to say that. agree. That's. It's. I was so mad that they took that. Yes. So I'm glad that it's back. <laughs> Amen, brother. How would you grade this one? Um, I would give it. I'd give it a six. It gets more five because I do like the way. Um, Meltzer kind of it's it's more about Superman's determination like I'm late I'm yeah, not going to be able to do it but I'm going to try yep trying to get there and then the art I'm going to give that an 8 
Amen, brother. I'm going to go six night girls at 10 for the mm-hmm. story and eight night girls at 10 for the art. Oh, yeah. there you go. Locks all up. Right. Uh, all right, now we finally get to... Oh, no. Uh, we finally get to the moment that we've been dreading. Yes. It's Brian Bendis. Okay. On mm-hmm. Superman. And mm-hmm. this is where I just get into a field position. Huh. And Stephen takes over the podcast. Um, and the okay. art is Jim <laughs> Lee. Right. And um, uh, the Scott yeah. Williams does the inks, mm-hmm. which gives us a very imagey looking uh, Superman. And mm-hmm. what we get is Superman battling uh, somebody. We don't see who it is, but he, the villain punches him across the city, and he mm-hmm. lands into a diner. And then we get what? Bendis speak. <laughs> oh, I only had to wait a page for Bendis speak. <laughs> Just a page. I'm so happy. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Yeah. So we get Ben to speak, and the girls, the two ladies there, oh my God, it's him. It's really him. I've lived here five years, and I've never seen him fly by. He just ruined my place. You're insured, Laura. What happened to him? Some of this happened to my cousin, the Red Tornado. It's just like, ah, uh, just get the, on with the story. What is that? Uh, yeah. I mean, oh, just, yeah. And then we see the big bad guy. And he looks stupid. And he's like, Kryptonian! He looks, he's kind of looks like half fish, half balding guy. I don't know. It's a terrible design. Whoever designed this, I was either Jim Lee or Bendis. Neither one is good. And the ladies are dragging Superman away. And she, one of them, he's so heavy. The other one, you think? The other one. He's wearing red shorts again. The other one, I saw. Why? Fucking end it now. My God. Anyhow, we finally get back to something interesting, which is this stupid-looking fish losing his hair like he has alopecia. It's like a fish with alopecia on steroids, Stephen. That's what this villain looks like. That's a great design. Um, Sorry, a fish on steroids with alopecia. And... I'm going to say possum's teeth. Um, so we see Supergirl um, battling, arriving on the scene to stop this alopecia-ridden fish alien from attacking Superman. And she gets on him and punching him. And he's like, I said I'll deal with you next. Slap! And smacks her across town. Okay. Dispatches her. And then we get back to the girls trying to drag Superman. He's the little Superman without the shorts. I didn't get past his eyes. Shh, he'll hear you. Like, that I said I like his eyes? I'm someone okay with that. Without the shorts? The other one. Without the shorts. It's, it's just not him. It's just like, oh my God. Enough. What are we doing here? And then we get back to the fighting. The police are on the scene. They attack the alien. The alien's like, yeah, get out of here. You're not going to stop me. Superman starts to wake up, and he hears people, these hears ladies talking. His underwear is on the outside of his clothes. He's an alien from another planet. It might be a symbol of hope to his people. The other woman, hope? The other woman, I think, I think, I heard they meant hope. What, what are we doing? Stephen, what are we doing? Why? Why? Superman finally mercifully wakes up and just moves on to the action scene, finally, and the fish, uh, the alopecia-ridden fish alien starts beating up Superman. Superman just gets his butt kicked. And the alopecia-ridden fish is like, 
Oh, I'm here to cleanse. I heard that the system uh, with the yellow star gave you superpowers. You know what? You Kryptonians are trash. I still have enough power to take you out. I am Rogolzar. Wow, we managed to come up with an equally crappy name for an equally crappy designed alopecia-ridden fish alien. Wow, could you not have given him a more generic, never going to remember that name? Never going to remember that name. In a billion years. It's like they were playing Boggle and just threw out some letters and were like, ah, that's it. Jim Lee's like shaking the Boggle thing and Ben is like, now they throw, they throw out the, the dice and that, that, there you go. That's the name. We're done. Moving on, Jim. That's a, that's a good day at the office. <laughs> that's why they pay me the big bucks. Um, uh, I'm pretty sure there's a skit in Portlandia where Bendis does that. To name all of his characters. So anyhow, the alopecia-ridden fish alien says, I've cleansed the galaxy of the Kryptonian plague, and I'm here to finish the job. Your bloodline must end once and for all. Uh, the Kryptonian sickness finally ends today, just like I once promised Jor-El when I destroyed the planet Krypton. Uh, oh, this is why I get into a fetal position whenever I read a Bendis comic. Mercifully, it ends. At least now, temporarily it ends. But we know it'll start again with Bendis' first issue. And then that headache, that headache that never goes away, will come back worse than before. So that's how we end it with uh, the uh, Apicia-riddled fish alien driving a sword into Superman's chest. And um, that's the end of it. To be revealed in The Man of Steel. Who can't wait for that? Uh, Steven, the future of your beloved Superman. Again, I am so glad, Steven. Super glad doing the happy dance over here because, yeah, I love DC Comics. They've been kicking Marvel's ass since Rebirth, no doubt. And then I heard they're bringing over It to DC Comics, the comic book equivalent of a terminal disease. And I was petrified, no. Just like how they, you know, I, I just suffered my, one of my all-time favorite Marvel comics is Iron Man. Easily one of my favorite characters of Marvel. And uh, so I just suffered the trauma of having it on Iron Man and just like a spastic ADD riddled toddler smashing his way through uh, Tony Stark's continuity as if he'd never what, research what? And so coming to DC Comics, I was like, God, please, no, no, don't put him on Tyler Lilac. Don't put him on. They put him on Action Comics or Superman or whatever. On both. On both. Thank you, DC. Thank you for putting Bendis on a character I don't care about or read. Thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. But unfortunately, Stephen, that's your character. So, how do you like the little preview of what you get to read every month? I'll admit, like you, I was <laughs> skeptical. Yes. Say the least. Yes. There was, there was one part in the interview that he gave where I was like, okay, maybe... I will give it a fair chance, mm -hmm. like I give everything. Yes. Where he said that when he went, he went to Cleveland, and he he saw he saw the statue of Superman. He like kind of felt something. I was like, okay, maybe he's feeling inspired. 
Maybe. He, he left the, the, lo- the yeah, lofty, lofty heavens of Portlandia yeah, he came to, and came went to live the amongst the common, the dirty <laughs> common Americans in Cleveland. Yes. Oh, how nice of him. That was very, very, very kind. Um, I'm sure they appreciated it. Um, so, okay. Well, I've thought, well, okay. Well, I mean, Ben is Jewish, so maybe that means no more Jesus Superman allegories. Ooh, that would be nice. That would be nice. Yes, please. Um, and... And then, because when I got this um, in the print form, mm-hmm. I got to tell you, I just kind of flip, flip, flip. Oh, it's done. Okay. I'm just kind of <laughs> moving on. It. And I, because you're right, that dude looks terrible. Oh, it's the worst um, character design ever. Yeah. It's even bad using <laughs> 1990s image standards of character design. He makes Doomsday look like the pinnacle of of artistic achievement. Seriously. (laughs) I mean, what? He even has the gritted teeth. Oh, God. Really? Seriously. (laughs) It's just terrible. And And his name? Yeah. What? Isn't it like, like... You don't even um, remember it. Like Rotor Zan, Invader Zim, what's his name? Yes! <laughs> <laughs> I think that should just be whenever his name is brought up, we just say a different name. Yeah, like, I think absolutely. it's. Absolutely. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so I mean, and I when I thought about the, the, the Jewish connection, because, you know, Siegel and Schuster yes. were, were Jewish, yep. and Superman was originally a Moses kind of figure. Absolutely. I thought it was. I th- I thought okay, it just as a concept, taking out his name, yes, the idea that Superman is not just the survival of the destruction of a planet, but the survival of a intentional destruction of Krypton, yes, almost like a Holocaust. Yeah, I'm gonna go back. It's like it's I it's I, it just it don't 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 think just say just that just detach Bendis from it. Uh. That is not the worst idea that has ever been created. There are plenty of worse ideas. Hey, I read JMS's <laughs> Superman. I have seen the worst. That is the worst. That is the comic that made me stop buying Superman. Stop buying comics in general in floppy floppy form. But that's so. like saying, hey, that three-day-old rancid maggot-invested food I served you, well, it's better than a pile of dog shit. Well, okay, it is. <laughs> I, thought I will g- concede to you. I thought you were going to say is better than JMS the Superman. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> yes, my rancid maggot-infested yes. uh, piece of steak is better than an actual plate of dog shit. <laughs> I will concede that fact to you now. Yeah, I don't. I don't think I agree with that. I think. I think. I, think I would rather starve. Oh! So it's like okay. I mean, there's there there's there's an there's an idea of oh, something it's an idea. that could maybe, if handled by the right person, right. be done well. Wait. And I don't know if Candor is still around in this continuity or whatnot. What's but, the point? Yeah. But what's I, the point of it? This and, just seems. And, Pointless and unnecessary. Yeah. It's what just does an unnecessary it change. Yeah. It doesn't do any. It doesn't make anything better. It doesn't no. add richness and deepness to the story. <laughs> it just what? This is just doing something for right. the sake of doing it. Yeah. Because oh, I'm I, I got to do something to make a splash. Okay. Yeah. I but... could. I mean, you know, a lot of things make a splash. Doesn't mean they're good <laughs> ideas. Yeah. Um. <laughs> 
That's true. The and I just I take issue with this story's placement in this book because it's not a celebration of Superman. It's not. No, it's it not. doesn't. Superman is unconscious for most of it. So yes. if you're going to introduce a writer onto a Superman title, you should um, get a sense of how he's going to write Superman. Yes. His idea of Superman. Yes. And yes, sure, maybe a little, a little bit of you know, what the story is going to be about or something like that. Yes. We didn't need to see this dude. We needed to maybe, if I can do a little rewriting. Yes. Maybe have a kind of little menacing narration, like, like oh, this is how he looks at Superman and Kryptonians. And then maybe in one panel see, like, red eyes or something. You know, yes. whatever. The red eyes take danger. That's... The right. classic trope kind of started by Superman when he yes. gets mad. Um, and then, you know, have Superman interacting with Lois or at the Daily Planet. The other title he's writing is oh. supposed to be about the Daily Planet. So, well, Steve, what, that, that would require Bendis to actually do I, research. That's crazy talk. I know. And, well, th- even that, it would require, you know, somebody... Because this feels like this was put there because... DC wanted him to put it in there. It's like this is the teaser for the future. Just just throw it in yes. there. I don't I don't care what you do. Just do it. Yep. Just on every level, it's kind of a failure. <laughs> it's pretty bad. Yeah, because I mean, it's I pretty bad. Because a... I know Bendis speak is like cancer to you. Uh, for me, the make biggest it yeah. go away. For me, the biggest problem is that it's completely disposable. So I'm just kind of like. Oh, it's just. Oh, okay. Waste. I've yeah. just flipped through three pages and yeah. it's over. So, yeah, that and that is. I mean, I'm not saying that's not a problem because it is. Especially when you're plunking down four e- bucks for a comic, yes. three bucks for a comic, and it's. And I get bubblegum dialogue for half of the comic. Thanks. Yeah. And it, <laughs> yeah, I and I I don't disagree with you at all. It's, it's maybe I just I just numbed myself to it. Like I can't, yeah. it can't, it can't hurt me anymore. <laughs> I've been, I've been inoculated. Look, I just, again, it's just yeah. pointless. It, it does not make me look babbling. forward to reading his title. Just pointless babbling yeah. mm-hmm. and it, an incredibly stupid designed villain. Yeah. Very generically named. Yeah. And you know what? <laughs> A story doesn't rise past the quality of the villain. It's just how it is mm-hmm. in in superhero comics. The villain sets the bar. Mm-hmm. He does. I mean, in any kind, I believe in any form of writing, the villain is always the most important character. Mm-hmm. The villain is because yeah. they're the star that stirs the drink. Mm-hmm. They are almost always more compelling than the hero, more often than not. And you're the writer tends to do more with them. Mm-hmm. It's just the nature of the beast villains. They're just that's how they are. And this and I have no hope for this story if you pick such an mind-bogglingly unimaginatively designed and named character as your villain. Well, you don't just, like you don't like well, Ralphie May as a name? I like that. It is <laughs> it is. I I did think that Lord Czar was a good name for this villain. Ah, uh, yeah. It's very good. Yeah, um, good. <laughs> on the plus side, I did like that you got a lot of action. Yeah. You got a lot of action. Yeah. That's so true. thumbs up to that, right? Yeah. That's something. I mean, the story is paper thin. Yeah. This is as shallow as it comes. Yeah. So uh, 
and I don't know, man. I don't I, have I, a lot of hope. And I know we said that about everything else, but that was by design. By design, yeah. He got more pages than most of these oh, people did. Absolutely, he did. And most of these people they delivered did more. much more. Hope. Oh, yeah. yeah. All those other, <laughs> all the every other writer in this comic did more with five pages yeah. than Bendis did with his. Yes. I completely agree with that. Yeah, he got yeah, about 12. 13, 12 mm-hmm. pages. So he's getting more than double the amount of pan, uh, pages. Yep. And did less than what all the writers did. So, you know, mm-hmm. any, all I can say is you get action. Okay, there you go. Man. Action, but, uh, but something boy, like that does know. not fill me with, this does not inspire me or fill me with confidence. I'm no, just, it does I'm not. just super happy. Like I said, I'm just super, super, super stoked that DC put him on a title. I don't read. Oh, now, hey, Steven, it, it, it just makes know. it easier on my wallet. I don't have to buy two titles. Congratulations to me. There you go. Hey, yeah. victory! Yeah. Uh, how'd you grade out Bendis's uh, addition to the issue? The art's okay. It's not Jim Lee's best. No, it's not. But it's fine. But it's fine. It's fine. Um, Jim Lee's be- worst is better than most oh, people's best. Absolutely so. agree. Um, I'd give that a seven. The store oh, for the mind-numbing introduction of. Of a rotary phone or whatever his name is, um, <laughs> I, I will, I will give that a, give it a three. I'm, I'm yeah. very. De- if he had chosen to use this dialogue in the offices of the Daily Planet, I'd be more forgiving because yeah. it's office speak. Yeah, it's office speak. It's just fine. But it, it just, I don't know why he think this is the best way to introduce himself. Yeah. I it's don't not know. no. Ugh. I don't. Yeah, I will give the writing. Uh, maybe he can make Panhandle Pete a more compelling villain, Stephen, <laughs> at some point in the future. <laughs> maybe he can. Uh, I'll give the writing three night girls out of ten. I'll give the art seven night girls out of ten. I'm with you. All right, my friend. Let's move on to Batman number forty-five, shall we? Please this is <laughs> part one of a new story arc. You know, Stephen. Oh boy. I gotta tell you something. Oh boy. I hear from you. Oh I hear from Kevin over on the Revolution. Oh boy. Tom King. He's on awesome. Tom King's Batman's awesome. Tom King's Batman's awesome. Blah, 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 blah. Yeah, yes. Fine, fine. All right. So. Yeah. I finally pick up an issue. Mm hmm. And I start with the Poison Ivy story arc. Yes. That was terrible. Yeah. And then I move on to the Catwoman wedding gown issue. Yeah. That. that that was terrible. Yes. And now I get part one of the gift. Mm-hmm. And spoiler alert, I don't know what the hell you and Kevin <laughs> have been talking about. I think you guys have been trolling me. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> you guys have been trolling me. You guys are like, oh, we're going to totally set Rock up here. Nah. Yeah, we're going to get him to read something. Yes, the entire, the entire internet is trolling you. Uh, because Poison Ivy sucked, the wedding issue sucked, and this issue is quickly following form. First, we get Booster Gold uh, watching Green Lantern saying that his power ring runs off of uh, willpower, but it has mm-hmm. a thin uh, safety uh, measure that won't let uh, Green Lantern shoot himself in the head, but his willpower is so strong he can override that, and he shoots himself in the head. Mm-hmm. Booster Gold watch it and watches it and goes, whew, that was intense, seriously intense. But you know, admittedly, a little bit of kind of uh, awesome. No, has he, has Tom King, is Tom King have Bendisitis? Has he ever read a Booster Gold comic? Perchance, <laughs> ever, even smelled one, maybe visually seen the cover, been in the same room with one, because that's not what Booster Gold would say. Hal Jordan 
kills himself. I don't care if this is an alternate version. I don't care if this is in the future. I, Booster Gold is the kind of guy who'd be like, what the... And he would have a panic attack. Mm-hmm. And he would have a panic attack. Mm-hmm. No. This one, that was awesome. Yes, people killing themselves is awesome. Yep, that's my Booster Gold. Okay, moving on. And then, evidently at this point, Bendis punches Tom King in the head, <laughs> knocks him out, and starts writing the script. Mm-hmm. Because we just get babbling. Just We should go find Batman. Skeets, well, I don't know about you, but I think this is the worst thing you've ever done. Booster, no, 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 Skeets, absolutely not. Okay, it gets worse with these two. Then we cut to, I don't know, an office worker, and we just get a lot of blah, 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 about a joker. One of the office workers telling another office worker, there's a joker on the bus this morning. He stabbed a lady in her face. It was gross. She was screaming. Jesus Christ, move on with the dialogue. Did I, it's like, are you scripting for William Shatner? Oh my God. I was going to use my gun, but another guy had his out first. He shot him a bunch of times. He also shot the other lady. I think it was by accident. I then pooped. I then wiped. I then drank a cola. I then came to the office. Are you had your computer on? Jesus. And then we finally move away from that scene that was pointless to Booster Gold and Skeets at the broken bat signal. Booster goes, bat signal here means Batman is out there. But bat signal broken means, uh. And then Skeets goes, all right. It's pointless blather between the two of them. It's like, I, Booster calls him a nag. Skeets says he's not nagging. Booster says, you're a nag. Skeets says, I'm nagging. I don't know what. It doesn't matter. Then Booster gets shot in the back. I'm like, Jesus, thank you. Something's going to happen. And then Booster goes, am I dead? Skeets, no. Now, you would be dead if I had not personally reconfigured your costume last year. Which I did, despite your numerous protests that armor flattens my buns. Booster, nagity nag, 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 nag. Skeets, you are a child. Also, Batman is here. Booster, cool, cool. Did he just, did he get the guy who shot me? Booster, it's like, oh my fucking God, Steven. Why is Bendis writing this comic? <laughs> and I got it. So uh, Tom King watches Community with a cool, cool. Okay, that's, that, I, I needed to know that. And then we see it was Batman who shot him, and Batman's all armored up. And then we get lots of uh, shooty, shooty time. And then we cut to an ad. It's an ad of, of Jason Todd's tires that shock jokers dead when they try to steal your tires. Well, that was a page. That was definitely a page. And then we move back to Skeets and Booster still doing the blah, 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 back and forth, back and forth. I mean, it's just Skeets. I said we should get him a cheese tray. Booster, but he's a, he's got a butler in a mansion, like three other mansions. Why do we need a cheese tray? Skeets, I don't know. Perhaps he needs to cut the cheese. Booster, are you saying he needs to cut the... And then Skeets. No, Booster, please. You're above that. Booster, am I? Skeets. Well, technically, no. What the hell are we talking about and why, Stephen? Why? What? And then they just this just continues on and on and on and on and on until Batman finally shows up and attacks Booster again. 
At this point, Skeets realizes it's not Bruce Wayne, it's Dick Grayson, and we just get more of this, I don't know what the hell's going on. And then we cut to, but he's been lobotomized. Dookie is his name. Stuke Thomas. Right, don't know who that is, but he's been lobotomized. (laughs) And I don't know what that scene's about, don't really care. He's eating cereal. And then we cut to Wayne Manor, and Bruce is having a dance with his mom, and then... Booster shows up on the scene. My God, is this story ever going to get anywhere, Stephen? And then we cut to, nope, we cut to Talia sword fighting her father. And basically, she's telling him she's not going to have any children. Fine. Okay, who else can we randomly visit in this story that adds nothing to anything? And then we get, oh, Stephen, it's my favorite. Is it a page full of talking heads of just the same picture over and over again? It is. Awesome. I'm pretty sure Bendis has that trademarked and is about to sue Tom King for employing storytelling technique, Stephen. And uh, it's just Booster's telling Bruce that he changed time to save Bruce's parents, and evidently that caused Bruce not to become Batman. And Bruce is like, I knew something was always wrong. I knew there was something wrong. And Booster's like, look, we got to fix it. And Bruce Wayne, though, not looking to fix anything because his life is good, smashes Keats with an iron poker and destroys him, and then says, uh, I'm going back to my party. It's my parents' anniversary, and I wouldn't miss it for the world. End of issue, Stephen. Woo! That is the most exciting beginning to a story arc I have ever read. Batman 45, lay it on me. How fantastic and amazing was this issue? I'm waiting for something from him that has been as good as he's written before to come along, so I can just say, I don't think this is what you're looking for, but I can't because he hasn't written that <laughs> since the since the end of his the 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 two issues he did with Batman and Superman. I don't know what's going on. I wish I knew so I could uh, uh, stop him from <laughs> from doing that. I will say this: uh, you yes. talk about you talk about Ben to speak, and you're you're correct. However. Unlike Ben to speak, yes. there were some lines that I did think were funny, like Skeets Yay. calling Booster Gold the kite man of the Justice League. <laughs> oh Lord! That I laughed. I don't. I, don't look at me. Don't yeah. you look at me. I laughed at that. It was funny. My my biggest thing. And look, I I don't know all that much about Booster Gold. I know you're the one person on the planet who cares about him and I Blue love Beetle. Some booster. Blue and gold, baby. <laughs> <laughs> so I figured you were gonna take this a little more personally than other people. Uh, I do not like the idea of Booster Gold going back in time, yes, saving Batman's parents, right, to teach him a lesson. Yeah, sounds dumb. That I figure Batman already knows. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure he's already figured that out for himself. And I know at times Booster Gold at least from what I've read, it yes. can be a little airheaded. Yes, absolutely. But this is really that's a airheaded. little airheaded, like a little too airheaded. Yeah. And I think, honestly, just spent too much time on a universe that we know is not going to exist. Of course, right. Past yeah. the first, that's the next issue or the, the issue. I've, I got, I hope it's not. The oh issue God, please don't be I six ha- issues. Uh, yeah, that's <laughs> one of those things. So um, I liked seeing Tony Daniel come back. On the yes. Art. Amen um, to that brother. And I did, I did like the design of the the new Dick Grayson Batman. I agreed. Look great. Um, Look great. 
quite sure what's what's going on in this universe. It's, see, it doesn't matter because as soon matter. as you hear that ending, it doesn't matter right. anymore. Right. So I'm. Um, yeah, I'm. Uh, I'm not. Uh, not really. Not really digging. Digging this. No. Um, I'm not. Because I. I. Because I, I, I remember the. Because and you read some of this. Because the I sent you some stuff from. His little bit with yes. Batman and Superman, right. with yes. them yes. talking about each other to yep. their 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 ladies, yep. and I was like, oh, okay, you know, if mm-hmm. somebody wants to direct Superman, then they should read this because yep. this is how this is how this should be done. Agreed. So I uh, I don't I don't know. I really don't know. I don't know. I, you have no answers for me. I I have no answers for. I was you. hoping you'd have an answer for me, Steve. I really I maybe. Hmm. I really don't know. I I honestly can't <laughs> tell you. I I think that maybe you're right. Maybe he just doesn't know Booster Gold that well. That's his fault. But I just don't know what's happening. I I'm I'm, ki- I'm 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 kind of bummed. Yeah. Um. It's a little depressing. I but... I was all excited to hop on to Batman. You yeah. know, because because I'd taken a break from a lot of DC comics with New Fifty Two. Sure. But with Rebirth, I was coming back to a lot of. DC. Once Rebirth hit, I started reading DC again, and I was making my way through all these various DC titles. I was going to start reading again, and I hadn't made my way back to Batman yet. Mm -hmm. But you were raving about Tom King's Batman, and Kevin on the website's raving about it. And I trust both of you two's opinions because you guys very rarely will you guys ever rave about something that's that's crap. You just and plus what you guys like as far as DC and Marvel is concerned is almost. Almost identical. I uh, mm-hmm. was ugly. It was almost. Nah. It's almost identical to what I like. Right. So you know, when you have people that you trust that have very similar tastes in super comics to you, mm-hmm. you you generally take their recommendation. Yeah, and I, um, and to be fair, I think. I mean, I've I've been with you on most of these recent ones. I think, yeah, I think Kevin's been kinder than I have. I think he has. Yes, and and that's. And I think he's in denial a bit. I think so because I mean I'm. I'm 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 just gonna say it like I I mean forty two issues of good stuff is oh. a good, is a good run. Heck yeah! It's like maybe it might be, be time for him to move on. No 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 I agree yeah. and and you're and that's a fair point because you know writers I mean I do believe sometimes writers writers have a finite amount of stories in them yeah. for a particular character mm-hmm. and once they've worked through them there's no shame in that you move there's yeah. a billion characters to write it's not a big deal i mean yeah goodness gracious they could put them on so many different titles oh yeah and i mean and it's it's just so sad because i read something like mr miracle which is so good Mm -hmm. um because you know he gets he gets to be really creative and and play with really awesome stuff yep and i mean i just don't know like because the big part of of some of his stuff is usually that there's a lot of action going on like in right like um i mean stuff like his his vision for marvel mm-hmm. which was you know kind of their it wasn't there it was like their requisite oh we had this this weird yeah weird title yeah which i really enjoyed it's mm-hmm. it was kind of like a <laughs> some watching like um people from twin peaks but it's the vision <laughs> yeah, of his yeah, family yeah. they just yeah. don't act like people yeah and so it was kind of funny and mm-hmm. weird and disturbing and all that but and then i read his omega men for dc which is another 12 issue thing yep. which i really liked but mm-hmm. there was a lot of action yep and and intrigue and all this stuff going on and 
and started on Batman, I thought it was really good. The very first issue of his Batman is Batman saving a plane from b- crashing into Gotham City. Like mm-hmm. he gets on the plane and starts like staring at it. It's so right. goofy, Batman, James Bondish <laughs> kind of stuff. It's so cool. It's like sure. yes. So I'm I'm kind of waiting to get back to that. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, you look, this this issue is just we the, probably should just should stop <laughs> Batman until something. So I will let you know. You let me know when to when come back. Come on, back. Right? Yeah. Okay, fair enough. Fair enough. I will I mean, keep my eyes out. Fair enough. I mean, yeah, because the, the blotting and the pacing sucked in this issue. Yeah, I mean, it's just atrocious. It was, it was too much. It was too atrocious. much. Just random paneling. Like, oh, like the, the first hell? one. Two, three pages are just spent on how Jordan's shooting yeah. himself in the head. Mm-hmm. Three pages. Yeah. And then, I'm sorry, it's four pages, because then you get the fourth page of him just talking about it and flying away. Yeah. Four pages, even. And then you get a burn an entire page of them on the office workers that do nothing. Yeah. I mean, it's it's Tim Drake, obviously. Yeah, I think it's, yeah. That's the point is to show you where the various Batman characters family are, characters yeah. are in this world. But the problem is what you said. This world doesn't matter. Yeah, it doesn't matter. You end. know at yeah. the end of this issue, this world's going to be gone in another issue or two. Yeah. So what do you care why are you spending all this time telling us about this world yeah, when it's going to be gone in an issue? Yeah. Nobody cares. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So that that, that that's now you're five pages in, right. nothing. And then you get, you know, finally, seven pages in, you get the appearance of Dick Grayson Batman. Mm-hmm. I like Dick Grayson Batman. Yeah. I think he's cool, mm-hmm. but you know, and you get a couple pages of that. That's some fighting. At least mm-hmm. then you get the one again, the one panel of Jason Todd. It, it's just that if if that if it had only been like something on the side, like Booster Gordon landed near right. a TV and you'd seen it, like oh, right. that's kind of cute. But but it's not. It's yeah, a whole it's, page. It's too much. And yeah. then you get the whole page of Booster Gold and Skeets talking about getting a cheese tray for Bruce Wayne, and then <laughs> another panel of them still yammering on, yeah. and then finally we get back to Dick Grayson and Batman being there. It's just mm-hmm. v- the pacing and the plotting is terrible. And then you get the one page the Duke, of Duke. Who's been lobotomized somehow. Yeah, and then you finally get the one, two, three, four, and then you get Talia, one page of Talia, which it doesn't, I mean, I don't... Yeah, again, it doesn't make sense. It, like, why? 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 It, since this is, world is only going to be around for another issue or two, why are you doing yeah. all this? Why are you telling us, all, all wasting entire pages on why, where these other members of the Batman family are? Right. What's the point? And then it's and over. Then, <laughs> then it's over. You're done. So yeah. it's, it's just, that's not good. I will say that I did like seeing Dick Grayson Batman kind of being this ballsy, using guns, killing people Batman. Yeah. That's kind of neat because mm-hmm. it's so different from what Dick Grayson is. Normally, definitely. And I thought the Jason Todd thing was appropriate. Like Jason Todd, he's the psycho. He would come come up with something to kill Jokers. Yeah. Okay. That (laughs) that makes sense. I don't know who Duke. What's his name? He's that. He's that. He's that dude. uh, Thomas. He's that dude. um, Snyder invented the uh, the signal. The yellow. He's the signal. Yeah. Okay. Is he a Robin? No, he's not a Robin. Oh, okay. He is just another. He's, just, he's one of the partners of Batman. He's just okay. He's one of the 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 bat the Bat Network, I guess. Okay, I don't know. okay. This, That's so not the official name, but this they happened should during the New Fifty Two while I was away from DC. Yes. Okay, got it. And, and he got pumped up right right near the end as they were starting to come back to Rebirth. So. Okay, okay, mm-hmm. fair enough. This story needs to be over pretty quickly. Yeah. And I don't really I see the point of it. It doesn't really add anything to any of the characters. It doesn't mm-hmm. make Booster better. It doesn't make Batman better. It's no. not really making anyone better. And if a story doesn't make any of the characters better, you probably don't need to do it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's just, you know, again, you're taking $3 of my money, and you're not giving me much in return. Yeah. You know? And mm-hmm. that's that's the downside. The art is fantastic. Yeah. Uh, Tony Daniel, I love seeing Tony Daniel back on Batman. 
I just, I love, love, love Tony Daniel. I love how he draws Batman. Mm-hmm. I just adore it. I think he draws Gotham so well. He draws it as another living, breathing entity. Yep. Uh, under Tony Daniel, Goth- Gotham takes on more of a personality than than any other artist, in my opinion. Um, yeah. And that's why I thought Tony Daniel made such a wonderful pairing with Grant Morrison. Yes. Because Grant Morrison, and again, in my opinion, I thought he made, I think Morrison made Gotham more of a character than any other writer had ever made Gotham. Yeah, um, I agree with that. Morrison was really into that. Mm-hmm. And I think Daniel is the perfect complement for that because he just, he drew Gotham so well. Mm-hmm. And just, I just, I love the look of a, of a Tony Daniel drawn Batman comic. It just yeah. makes me happy. It just looks, it just looks gorgeous. And the, the, the splash shot of when Dick Grayson, Batman first appears, he just looks phenomenal. Mm-hmm. It's dramatic looking. He looks awesome. The other splash shot where he, where when Dick Grayson catches back up to Booster and attacks him again, he just looks amazing. I love almost like the feathered like look of his cape. Yeah, almost like a, like almost like a spawn cape where it has a life of its own. <laughs> yeah, it just it, it, it just the art is gorgeous. The facial expressions are all super well done. I mean, the, you can see the pain on Booster's face when he's in fights. You can see the anger, the stoic anger of Dick Grayson. Uh, the even the lobotomized face of Duke. I mean, with the eyes, it doesn't look yeah. blank. It, I mean, it, Daniel managed to make him look lobotomized. Like yeah. the facial expression, it's just mm-hmm. perfect. The art is wonderful. Daniel really brings a lot of brings a lot of emotion and intensity to the story. Mm-hmm. Uh, honestly, Daniel's artwork is the saving grace to the story. I mean, yeah. I'm I, I was able to power through the issue because the art was so captivating. Yeah. You know, that even though the story was meandering and pointless and just babbling mm-hmm. at long stretches, the art kept your attention yeah. through all, throughout all of it. Mm-hmm. Beautiful-ish. If Tom King could go back to form yeah. from when before we started reviewing him for the podcast, yeah. that would be awesome because the art is great. And if Tom King went back to what he was doing before, this would be an amazing title to read. Yeah. And, and, and you're right. I don't, know, I don't know if it's a situation where maybe King just feels a little burned out. Yeah. Maybe he's just like I've written what I've wanted to write on this title, mm-hmm. and maybe he's just yeah I don't know maybe, maybe he just he just needs a break yeah which is okay that, yeah. that that's normal for writers yeah and maybe because I mean it's right. not a question of talent I mean I, I I ragged on the issue Tom King is obviously talented and can obviously write a good issue mm-hmm. so it's not an issue of talent I think it just may be an issue of yeah desire just maybe, doesn't, just maybe. doesn't have it anymore yeah. yeah. And that, I mean, and maybe okay. not doesn't have it, doesn't have that, be, like, you know, like, okay. Doesn't have that burning desire and ideas right. for the title, mm-hmm. like he did when he came on. How would you grade out Batman 45? Um, the only thing that keeps him from being a five is that I did laugh at some of the things. <laughs> and, I mean, Tom King has a, a long-running punching bag of Kite Man, so every time yes. he gets brought up in a joke, I do laugh. Yes. Um, so I'm gonna I'll get I'll give the writing a I'll give the writing a four because mm-hmm. I laughed. Fair enough, fair enough. And the art I will give a nine. Nice. I love love the art. I agree. I'll go just a tad bit lower. I'm gonna give the story a three night girls out of ten. I will give the art nine night girls out of ten. Rock did not laugh. Did Rock not laugh. 
It's like if this keeps up, I'm gonna have to to cancel the podcast and get some good Batman again. (laughs) I know, right? Evidently, that's what it takes to get good Batman. Um, Let's just not review it and see if it gets good again. Yeah, that's that's what what I was thinking. I I will. Maybe we're jinxing it. If what's what's going on, (laughs) we're jinxing it. That's it. Uh, Last up, my friend, would be Future Quest presents the Herculoids number nine. This issue is brought to us by Rob Williams. The pencils by Aaron Lopresti. The inks by Matt Ryan. Just the long and short of it, we see Zock and Dorno. Dorno's the young boy. Zock is the space dragon. And they're battling some some alien robot. You say that so nonchalantly. <laughs> I did, didn't I? <laughs> like, who doesn't have that? They're battling some alien robot who just showed up on their planet. Giving chase is his dad, Xandor, and his mom, and Egu the rock ape. And Gleep and Gloop, the kind of, you know, silly putty kind of characters. I don't know how she'd describe them other than that. Uh, oh, I forgot to say, his mom is named Tara. Sorry. What's great about this is he calls his mom and dad by their names, Xandor and Tara, which is fantastic. I don't know why, but it's great. At this point, some alien robots show up, more alien robots show up, and uh, poor Zot gets injured. Igu the rock ape quickly jumps into action and takes uh, down the robots. Tara... Tells the robots, retreat as Amzot, that's the name of their planet, is another protection. Mom and dad are a little pissed off at Dorno for charging off without the rest of them. And that he needs to, you know, they're a team. You know, Dorno's like, I'm growing up, I don't have to wait for your orders. And of course, at this point, uh, his dad gets pretty pissed off. And he's like, you know, Tundro died, Zok almost died. This isn't a child's game. Tundro is the Triceratops rhinoceros-like creature, which is stupid that they killed him off. And Dorno's like, I love Tundra. It wasn't my fault. You always blame me. And he runs off. I hate you. You know, typical teenage kid. Uh, he's probably about 13, I'm guessing, in this issue. And we see Dorno by himself, and he, he's all mad about his parents and not being grown up and all that. And then he gets approached by this godlike creature. And he is these amazing, his name is Animan. He can basically, he's basically a space god. He can create anything. And he creates an entire city for them to play in and buildings and whatever he wants, he gets to do. And then suddenly Xandor arrives on top of Zok and he's like, who are you? You know, stop attacking Amzot. And uh, Animan smacks Xandor out of the sky with a big cosmic hand. And at this point, Tara shows up with, Igu and Gleep and Gloop and and uh, any man take make short work of everybody. He then sends them off somewhere into captivity. We don't know where they're hidden. And any man tells uh, Dorno, "All right, you want Xandor and Tara back? You want to show that you're worthy of defining your own future? Then you can save this planet. I've just accelerated the life cycle of the planet. It'll be destroyed in 24 hours unless you." can stop it. And if you stop it, the planet will be saved and I'll give you back your parents. And all I'm going to leave you as a help will be Gleep and Gloop. And at this point, Animan disappears and Dorno looks in the water and he sees a reflection of himself and he sees that Animan has made him a fully grown adult male. He's all jacked up and ripped like Xandor. And he's like, what? And that's the end of the issue. Steven, Future Quest presents number nine. Starting the Herculoids. It's a long title. Yeah. What'd you think? I know you are not a Hercules person, so you were probably like, who's what and where, where what and why? Um, yeah, I was... Have you ever um, seen these cartoons before? Mm-mm. They nope. did two sets of them. They did the mm-hmm. originals from the 60s, right? Mm-hmm. Then they did another another set in the 
eighties. Mm-hmm. A little bit different. Right. I can tell just for just as a little bit of backstory, you know, Alex Toth is the creator of the Herculoids. Right. And he's an amazing guy. You know, he originally worked with DC Comics. Mm-hmm. Uh, he drew Green Lantern, All-Star Comics, JSA. He drew the first issue uh, in which um, Black Canary meets the JSA. Really? Uh-huh. Hmm. Um, wow, so that's a, that's yeah. a long time ago. Yeah, he did a lot of um, a lot of comics. He worked for DC for probably about five years in the 40s. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I think he, you know, a lot of, you know, Adam, Dr. Midnight, JSA, all that kind of stuff. And then right. he ended up going to, um, mm, come on. He, uh, he went and worked with, uh, he was in the military. Mm-hmm. And then he worked with, uh, uh, shoot, Standard Comics, doing a lot of Western, uh, not Westerns, um, war comics and mm-hmm. crime comics, stuff like that. Right. And then he got into um, animation. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there he created like, so many things for Hanna Barbera. I right. mean, he he just went on a streak. He created Space Ghost. He created mm-hmm. Birdman. He created Dino Boy, Lost Valley. He created Herculoid. And I think at that time he also continued working for um, mm, Warren Publishing, doing eerie comics and creepy comics. Mm-hmm. He did a lot of their uh, work. He also did a lot of uh, work with um, a lot of the military comics all throughout the seventies. Right. As well. So, I mean, this guy is like, Alex Toth is a heavy hitter. You're talking about artists. Yeah. He's, 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 he's the real deal. He also worked on um, Super Friends. Really? Yes, he did. The Super wow. Friends cartoon. He also did that as well. Mm-hmm. Hmm. So, I mean, this guy is like crazy talented guy. Yeah. So, Definitely. you know, Herculoids have good pedigree mm-hmm. being an Alex Toth creation. Yeah. Even though they had a comeback in the 80s. The root of the Herculoids is, is very much in that classic uh, mid to late 60s sci-fi mm-hmm. genre, you know. Yeah. And I've always loved it. It's, it's a great franchise. Well, I mean, I'm biased. I like it. Uh, it's a great franchise. <laughs> <laughs> duh, duh. I've always found it to be a great franchise. Mm-hmm. And uh, really cool, uh, cool characters. Right. I think they have cool power sets. They have cool designs. Mm-hmm. So Herculoids have always been something I've always Love, love, love. Right. Super awesome and cool. So when they Future Quest, which has been focusing on the Alex Toth creations where well with Birdman, right. Space Ghost, whatnot, mm-hmm. when they hopped over to Herculoids, I was pretty excited. Mm-hmm. And I've not been disappointed by what DC's given us. I think DC is really I, I gotta give them credit uh, with these Hannah Bavera titles. Not that I've liked all of them. Right. But I will say I have to give them lots of credit. They have put forth um, some legit talent mm-hmm. on all of these Hanna-Barbera titles. I mean, oh, yeah. legit writers and artists. They're not mm-hmm. just putting any schmuck onto these titles. Mm-hmm. I think they made an honest effort to make these Hanna-Barbera titles like just really good, well-rounded yeah. comic books mm-hmm. that aren't just cartoony kitty comics. Right. Uh, most of them, it's like, if you don't like it, it's not because it's bad. It's just because it's not. What it's you're not your thing. For. Yeah, correct. So, I mean, given that, how did you how did you react? Not being a Herculoids fan, mm-hmm. not really being exposed to it. Did it work for you, or you, or is this just kind of a miss? I will say, I really like the art a lot. Oh, I Eric Lepresti's awesome. Yeah, yeah Lepresti's a great artist. It was really, um, it was really cool seeing. It made me kind of want to know what was going on because I was completely confused. Right, you were you coming in the middle of? Yeah, yeah. I was. I had no clue what was going on. Yep. But like seeing like the little, uh, what are the 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 kind of like gloop. worm looking thing? Yeah, the ones that like seeing them like swirl around and protect mm-hmm. the guy. That was that was like really cool to look at. Yep. I mean, my thing. It's not like I was. You know, I'm. 
I'm a not I'm not I was born in '94. Like when I right. when I was growing up, this the Hanna Barbera stuff I saw was on Boomerang. Oh yeah yeah yeah. So right, like right. so like I saw um, Huckleberry Hound and oh, John yeah. McGraw yeah. and uh, Wacky was, Racers. Was, Wacky Racers. Mm-hmm. That's right. And, um, and of course I was I saw the Super Friends. Yep. So I was kind of hoping for a Huckleberry Hound, Quick Draw McGraw crossover <laughs> comic with these <laughs> yeah, Hanna Barbera cartoons. Awesome. And of, and later on, of course, my exposure to this stuff later, of course, was Harvey Birdman, Attorney at Law. Yes, I love that which show is so much. Amazing. Did you ever watch Space Ghost Coast to Coast? I didn't know. Oh, and Space Ghost ho- had his own talk show. <laughs> it was awesome. <laughs> I think I saw the ads, but it came on a oh, little too late God, for me to watch. <laughs> so funny oh god yeah best talk show ever <laughs> but he would actually interview like live action beat like real people really oh it was hilarious wow yeah it was very funny <laughs> very funny but um so yeah I've, so i had some um there were things i was i was i was looking for like hoping to get that right. i haven't gotten yet don't right. i don't see there's not a snagglepuss title nope there is a Snagglepuss title. There is? Yes, there what? is. There is. I'm going to find it. Yes. Um, Exit stage left, starring Snagglepuss. I think it's on issue two, three, something like that. Okay. Yeah. I'll have to look for that. All right. Yeah. I mean, it's it's not like it's it's badly written or anything. It's just I came in at the wrong time. Yes. It's hard. Yeah. It is. Yeah. It's it's a lot to come in on. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I mean, it was it was cool to read because I because of the art. As far as everything goes, I was, I mean, the, it's not like, you know... And it's a cool concept. I do like the idea, uh, not just of them, but of of Animan and right. all this other stuff he's got going. He was on. very Kirby esque, wasn't he? Oh yeah, 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 definitely. That was one of the things. Like, is he another obscure Hanna Barbera cartoon that I don't know about? But I didn't I, recognize I so. him, but yeah. Um. So yeah, I mean, it's it's one of those things. It's just maybe. If it all comes together, I'll I'll read the trade and be like, oh, that's what was going on. Right. But yeah, you uh, you kind of plot me in. So I did. I was, I was a little lost. <laughs> I did. I I, uh, I think that um, I like the story. Mm-hmm. I think this is a really well written issue. Um, I've been reading the comic, you know. So there's right. nine issues in. I've been reading it, so I obviously I wasn't lost. But yeah. um, Williams is really doing a great job. I think this was a really well paced comic. Mm-hmm. Um. I agree with that too. Um, and I think it's very well plotted. I mean, he's he's got a clear purpose in mind. He sets it up with the he sets it up with the alien attack to establish Dorno's recklessness, mm-hmm. and then uses Tundro's death and from the prior issues as mm-hmm. the foundation for the building animosity that Dorno has for his parents and right. the building rebelliousness, which pays off nicely with him running off mm-hmm. and hooking up with Animan. Right. And um, so that was that was cool. And then, of course, you know, like every rebellious child, he's once <laughs> once he realizes, okay, my family's in danger and I'm not really that mad, mm-hmm. they come around real fast. Right. And then he's left with a big challenge at hand. Mm-hmm. He's got Gleep, he's got Gloop, he's made into a man, and now he's got to save the planet. Right. And so I think it's a really cool, it builds off the past issues really well in, an, in an, a nice organic fashion. Mm-hmm. And, it, and the issue sets the stage well from the beginning. It pays off, you know, what's, what we've seen in the first and second act pays off well in the third act of the issue. And uh, so I like that. 
and I think this is going to be a nice um, character growth story for Dorno's character. I think it'll help push his character along a little bit, mm-hmm. make him a little bit more interesting, involve him just a little bit, so he's not just your typical kid sidekick character. Right. Um, and uh, and I like how even the the attention to detail is there. The robots when they're attacking, you don't notice it at first. I didn't notice it at first, but you see Annie Man in the background. You see his outline. Yeah, so the robots are working for him. They're Mm -hmm. like his advanced guard. Right. And so it's the little details that this is an issue you go back and read a second time. Mm -hmm. You can pick up on little things. Right. (laughs) Which I appreciate when the writers and the artists put a little little extra detail in the story. Mm -hmm. I dig that. Um, And, of course, the artwork is, you know, fantastic. It's gorgeous. Lepresti just does a beautiful job. He's a perfect match for a sci-fi title like this mm-hmm. he just it's just beautiful to look at this is this is exactly what you want it's smooth slick gorgeous detailed the panel layouts are nicely varied mm-hmm. um point of view shifts and changes it's just and i love the use of colors too i love how some of the colors look desaturated mm-hmm. Uh, the contrast with the real bright primary colors of the characters. Yeah. It's it's very, it, I mean, the the detail, Lepresti really gives, packs a lot of detail of the vegetation mm-hmm. in the background to give you a real sense of the setting. It's yeah. quite sumptuous, the setting oh, yeah. for this planet. It's mm-hmm. just beautiful. So it, it it helps to pull you more into the story. Mm-hmm. Um, really impressed with that art. So, and I like all the characters. They're just neat characters with neat power sets. Right. Um, how would you grade out this issue? Um, as someone who had no previous exposure to the property, um, I can only really grade it on the... And I was dropped into the middle or something. <laughs> uh, I can only kind of grade it on the technical aspects, but I think everything was done technically well. Mm-hmm. It's just that... I came in at the wrong time. Right. So I hate saying that because I don't want it to, you know, negatively affect my grade. But then right. again, like I can only grade it on how much I enjoyed sure. it or really liked about it. But even on a technical level, I do, I'm going to give it a six, mm-hmm. which is not bad. Mm-hmm. It's just maybe when I come back to this later reading a collection, I I will, yes, I'll, I'll be more favorable. Right. But the art is the art set. We got some good art today. Yeah, His art's yeah. a nine. Yeah, I totally agree. I'll go so good. I'll go just a tad bit higher than you. I'll go mm-hmm. seven nickels out of ten for mm-hmm. the writing. Wow. Okay. Um, and you liked it. I liked it. <laughs> Solid writing. Well, just because it's not. It's. I think he's. He's setting. The, he's laying the foundation. Oh, okay. He's laying yeah, the yeah, foundation. Yeah. This is just the opening issue of the, the new story. Salvo. Yeah. So yeah. he's he's doing a little foundation work. So it's not. I think the next issue is going to be a little bit more fun. Right. You okay. know what I mean. Um, laying the foundation is often not the not the sexiest, most fun part of a story. That is true. And uh, the art, gorgeous, nine necrols out of ten, just stunningly gorgeous art. But there's oh, definitely yeah. uh, these these Hanna Barbera titles. If people are avoiding them, mm-hmm. I, I you know, hey, if you like sci fi titles, yeah, get the trade, mm-hmm. get yourself caught up. Future um, Future Quest has just been it's yeah. it's been my favorite. Of all the Hanna Barbera titles for, since the very beginning, it's yeah. oh, been a really yeah. good title. I agree with that, and because and I've been reading that, even if there are characters I didn't recognize, right. it was still fun enough yes. that I didn't really, it didn't it, really. It's worth me. getting. <laughs> the Herculoids are not that hard of a concept to get into. Sure, you know. Yeah, 
I would give it a whirl. Mm-hmm. All right, my friend. Up and down week from DC this week, huh? A little up and down. Yeah. Um, they gave I th- I thought they gave my 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 dude a a good mostly good yes um anniversary. Agreed. Uh, we'll come back next year for Detective Comics. See how that goes because that's the next one. A thousand. That is. That is. It's pretty, Should be interesting, huh? Pretty big. Pretty big deal. Yes. But um, yeah, and uh, we're. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, um, Priest Justice League ended this week, so more more sadness. Yeah, but, more sadness. But at least somebody good is coming <sighs> in to take over. True, so. true. Oh no, no, I'm very excited yeah. about Snyder's run. Though I would, I really, I really hope Priest gets some more work. I do too. I hope DC finds another title for him. Yeah, uh, you know, Pref- I w- preferably Huckleberry Hound. Yo, what? <laughs> <laughs> that would nah. be crazy. It, it, it's so. I'm just throwing it out there into the universe. Oh, my God. Let's do it. (laughs) I want a Batman. I want a Christopher Priest written Batman title. I just think he could do do a good Batman. I think he could, too. Maybe, you know, Tom King take a break. Christopher Priest come in, do some some art. Priest deserves. He He deserves more work. And I don't mean just putting him on some random title. I mean, you got to. He deserves to be on another high profile title. I agree. I really would like to see that happen. Yes. All right, my friend. Until next time. Viva la revolución.